Yep, I'm here hosting an episode of Not Your Ordinary Coach with Chet Hirani. Got it here. Okay, so we're recording. So I'm going to kickstart it off now. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. So in today's episode, we have Gwendolyn Limon, who is the founder of Simply Dished and Simply Social Health Media. And today we'll be speaking about how selling door to door changed her life and leveraged the opportunity to be her own boss. So welcome, Gwendolyn, for being part of the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Nice to see you again. Super excited here as well. Yes, it's lovely seeing you again as well. Um, So Gwendolyn, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we kick off and get straight straight into the main topic? Sure. So my name is Gwendolyn Limon. I am in the greater Los Angeles, California area. I work specifically with health and wellness professionals as it relates to their marketing, their branding, design, strategy. My background has been within the healthcare sector for over 10 plus years, working with Fortune 500 companies. I've had the honor to truly be in that corporate space and learn from some of the greatest um, healthcare companies that were truly out there um, as relates to what they were doing with technology, et cetera. Um, Now I've been in my own business though, transitioned from the corporate lifestyle now into my own business with Simply Social Health Media. Truly enjoy working with different physicians, wellness practices, beauty professionals, personal brands. Um, I have a passion for this because I really feel that everybody should have access to as it relates to marketing, no matter what their budget is. And so I really saw that particular need as it relates to them being able to have that, you know, our common practices that are out there, our, our family physicians, our internal meds, etc., should have that same type of marketing experience that the big corporations have. So that was really the thought process behind starting Simply Social Health Media and truly trying to transition a lot of people as relates to door to door to now this digital space as relates to healthcare and marketing. That's brilliant. Yeah. And especially, I mean, I love the name of Simply Social Health Media as well. So it's like yes. it's it's almost got that sort of it's not just it's not about the health when people talk about the food related stuff alone it's the overall right. health and well-being of somebody right and exactly. having that whole media concept with everything as well all infused yeah. together which is which is really it is. nice <clears throat> it is and you know i have my other business like you mentioned simply dash where i share i have a passion for food and cooking yeah. so i share through simply dash how to eat affordably um, let's face it, a lot of families, even before the pandemic, were struggling with how can they provide for their families? How can they cook healthy meals? So for me, I also saw that as an opportunity to go to social media as well and kind of share that fusion of my education as relates to healthcare and as it relates to what we all love and enjoy to do, which is eat good food. Yes, so exactly. I like to kind of share that as well through Simply Dotion, partner with different brands as well nationwide that are also all about that um, healthy eating good eating um, but also so it's um, made accessible to all yeah and in um, Gwendolyn's dishes look amazing even when she's cooking I'm following following her on Instagram <laughs> and looking at her Insta stories there and they look like they're mouth-watering doesn't matter what time of the day it is I mean obviously there's eight hours difference for us right but 
Right, um, right. I'm, I'm, it's like the evening here for me and um, the morning for you and you're like cooking breakfast right. and I'm thinking, wow, I've just had my dinner, but I'm still <laughs> going, wow. <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you. You're so oh. kind. You're so kind. Thank all you. Right. So let's kick off then. So tell us, let's tell us how yeah. it all started. And then from like, I mean, we we had a discussion obviously before, like previously before even deciding right. that we're going to do this podcast together. But, um, and your story is amazing. I mean, really touching story. So give our listeners exactly how it happened how it all sort of came about for you yeah you know it honestly came about truly seeing that there was a need like I go back to that because for me on the marketing side wearing that marketing hat for me um for so many years I've been doing marketing since 2009 um proudly and I've always loved doing it however as it relates to like food and kind of the health marketing sense of things, I've noticed that there's always a transition. And this is just honestly, as I like to say in life in general, mm. things are always constantly evolving. Us as individuals are constantly evolving. Our markets are constantly evolving with as it relates to health and wellness. And so for me, I really didn't see other providers out there, other businesses that were truly trying to think forward. And that's something that I personally have always um thought of like out of the box a lot of my my previous bobs will always say Gwen is an out of the box thinker and I take that as a compliment because I think a lot of those out of the box ideas of trying to look at new ways how we communicate to our patients how we advocate for our patients how we get them to be more uh, informed is important a lot of what I think 2020 taught us and what I'm hoping a lot of people out there get is our health is precious right? We need to look at what we're eating at the end of the day, but also as practices, you need to look at a way in which, how are you communicating to your practices on a day-to-day basis? Mm -hmm. You need to meet people where they're at every single day. And for me, it's about attention. Where's the attention at every single day? It's on social media. So yes, hence my name, Simply Social Health Media for my business is really the thought process of it needs to be simplified enough for people to be able to understand one, because people don't like things that are overcomplicated. Yeah. We just don't. We're not going to be more inclined to do anything, whether that's our diet or our life. But if we simplify the process for people to be able to have an easy transaction within that provider, I'm talking, we should have reminders for our patients. You know, life gets busy. These things, as far as telemedicine, I'm so happy to see that things have already made that transition in this space because of COVID. Um, because there, let's just face it. There's a lot of people that maybe don't have the transportation needs. You know, these are things that I know I personally saw and my patients would deal with when they needed to come to our cancer centers. And for me, it's like some of these things, I wish that they were already in place, but if anything, quote unquote, good came out of this is now physicians are looking at way. How do I meet the patient where they're at? Yes, there's still a need for some things for that we have to check physically, like touching their bodies or whatever to check their heart rate or whatever it may be. However, what can we do that's remotely to be truly serving the patient? At the end of the day, it should have a patient-centered focus. Um, And so that's what I'm truly about is trying to work with those providers in the field, those brands in the field that are health and wellness that are thinking about their client, thinking about their patient at the end of the day because that's what it should really be about. That's what we should be in practice and be trying to do every single day. Yeah, no, exactly. It's definitely, it's definitely um, the focus, isn't it? It's like sometimes you lose sight of those, those sort of areas when, when any, any, any sort of business or anything sort of develops, 
you want to make sure right. you, you you're focusing on the patient and the client like you're saying yeah and it's fundamental that way as well and especially like the things that the work that you do it's you're you're making life easier for yes. people to help their patients too right yes that's what I strive to do is like you know um at the end of the day we only have so many hours as well so I do this in the process of automating some of these processes for them. I'm a firm believer in data, which doctors and physicians, they love me for that because yeah. I want to also show them this is the data behind it. This is how many people we can impact, but also this is going to save your staff time. Mm-hmm. We need to look at ways to be efficient in our in our offices. You know, I've been in the field. So I've been behind the desk and have had to call, schedule people. So I speak from a different set of eyes from the marketing standpoint, but also from the standpoint of, I know it takes forever to call insurance companies. I know it takes forever to get authorizations and then we have to call because they have the wrong CBT code or ICD-10 code. I know the process behind it. So I want to take something out of their day that can save their staff time because if they save the staff time on administrative stuff, what are we doing? We're then having more time with our patients which should be the ultimate goal. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a bit, 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 bit about um, when, um, when, you, when you're in the sort of the door-to-door, door-to-door um, times. Yes. Give us some of that. And then you know, obviously that's where it's all sort of evolved from for you as well, isn't it? <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely evolved. You know, um, I've had my business like I shared now. This year will be my second year in business, yeah. which I'm happy. It doesn't feel like it already, but it's here it is. It's year two. Yeah. Um, time flies. I... You know, did a lot of the business to business development, marketing. I, I did all of that. I had many hats in a lot of my roles. And so those days, it was about me going into the field. Literally 90% of the time, I'd be driving around in my car, seeing, you know, I'm in California. So we drive a lot here, yeah. um, meaning 200. Yeah. Oh, gosh, <laughs> traffic. I'm fighting people with traffic. But it's also dealing with, um, you know, traffic is one thing, but it's also just a lot of mileage on you as an individual. It's a lot of miles on your car. But what that looked like was me going to meet with administrators, um, staff, different human resources, individuals, I would meet and educate and have um, luncheons with doctors at that time, MAs, you name it, I would educate and go educate on. Um, At that point here in California, I was working radiation oncology. So I would go educate them on what our services were, why this particular treatment would be best suited for um, their cancer patients. So if it was like a pulmonologist, I would talk to them about obviously their lung cancer patients, early stage diagnosis um, on, you know, more advanced stages. So I had that great opportunity. I love it. I love that to this day. I'm grateful for those connections. Still people that I, I stay connected with, my doctors that are here locally, but I do see that there is still a transition. Like I said, everything in this world is constantly evolving. And one of the reasons that that is, is due to technology. You know, we look at what, again, going back to social media, where is the attention at? There's a lot of attention on social media. You need, whether you believe it as a physician or an individual that social media does X, Y, or Z, you need to look at where the attention is because that's where your audience is. And no matter if you're a physician, you know, this is they, some physicians may not think of it in this way, but patients have choice these days yeah. as it relates to their insurance. I see it time and time again, people will go through their list, right? Okay. I have X, Y, and Z physicians that I can meet with. 
what are they going to do? They're going to go to Google, right? They're going to see, do you have a good review? What are people saying about your bedside manner? And if you have nothing, guess what? You're going to look even more suspicious, unfortunately, (laughs) you know? So I'm also helping people to develop that online reputation for themselves because it's important, right? So I would say what has definitely changed from the door to door, kind of sales, marketing, I still feel that there's a place for it, but there's also that other hand of it where the traditional marketing has a place. There's also um, this evolving door or opening up a whole nother door in marketing where the digital marketing space and your online reputation is just as is important. You know, you could have that great um, certificate or you went to this amazing school as a physician, but guess what? Bedside manner, I'm sorry, still is important. What the people are saying is still important. And if you do not have a way that you're consistently gathering information, getting reviews on your clients, staying in touch with your clients to remind them of that pap smear, of that prostate check, or that PSA screening, or that mammogram, guess what? You're staying out of mind to that patient. And ultimately, we we are truly doing a disservice to our patients we're seeing because we're not helping them to be proactive in their health. That's what it comes down to. That's so, yeah. that, that's so true. So then with that, I mean, I, I just realized something there. So what you're doing at the moment, you've literally have leveraged and it's at the right time for you, right? So you were doing right. that maybe two years ago, you started the business, the pandemic hit, <laughs> and you're like, hold on a minute, something's now. Right. <laughs> now, yeah. this is probably the best time for me to do something like this. So how has that been for you? Clearly, you've had the knowledge, you've had the experience of when you were doing right. your corporate a corporate job, should we say, but then yes. now you're doing your own thing, but you've leveraged pretty much a lot of your skills from there, right? To where you are yeah. now. <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I've leveraged it. And like I said, I, I'm a firm believer in like, you have to take what you've learned in the past yeah. mm-hmm. to continue to move on to the future. Something that I'm like, I, I, I'm truly grateful for is before I even gotten into marketing, like I touched on a little bit ago, I worked on the back end, meaning I was in the call center, answering the phone calls, scheduling people. You know, I worked in radiology before coming here to California and working in radiation oncology. And what that taught me is the process behind the scenes. A lot of people um, don't realize the steps that it takes for patients to get through for a procedure, for an MRI, for whatever, or to get a treatment. I have a different set of eyes in the marking sense that I understand what physician struggles are as well as the MA and the nurse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see all parts of it because I've worked alongside the doctor. I've worked alongside the MA, the technologist. And so I bring that all together to say, Hey, I can help you in these particular ways because I know what you're going through. You know, mm-hmm. I think that I come off more relatable um, in that sense, because I, again, I want to save them time and time is, is money. Let's face it. A lot of people don't want to look at it that way, but have the healthcare system is also a financial organization. And so in some doctors' minds as well, it's about efficiency in serving the patient, but also how can I serve these people effectively? Because they are also impacted by what payouts they get from the insurance companies. So I see it on a whole full circle way um, for a lot of businesses or for a lot of practices. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. I mean, so since you started your business and you said you've been running for two years and obviously time has just flown by, um, if you yeah. were to sort of put put your top three, um, what, what have you learned over the uh, um, the top three things you've learned over the time when you've sort of run your business, what would that be? 
man, it's changed so much. Like you said, just (laughs) because, man, I would say the top three things is that now, like what you said on chat was this from a year ago, me talking about this. And now, like Mm. I said, I'm in year two now in May, some practice that I would approach, they were like, eh, I don't think social, this social media thing is this important, right? Uh, I don't think the patients want to be emailed as often. Guess what? Now I would have to say one thing that I've learned and that people are transitioning within the market is that they're more open because they realize once the pandemic hit and this was something where there was lockdown, certain protocols to even go into your physician's office or, Hey, are they open half day or all this? Guess what? Doctors did not have it in place where they had a way to communicate effectively to their patients. And it was sad to see, but I've now seen an increase in my particular business in this sense, because physicians are becoming more aware they need to have this. It's almost an expectation, yeah, you know, to have mm-hmm. it. And it's interesting yeah. how, how you said that um, during this pandemic, how people like physicians, et cetera, they weren't used to sending emails out or communicating with patients. They always wanted to right. see them. And then since the pandemic and everything's all hit with everyone, everything's just even the the generations of like the younger yes. generation, the older generations, they're now they, they were they probably didn't even have email addresses or they didn't understand about um, oh. Zoom calls. <laughs> and now they've had to do that because they've been forced to do that. But now it's easy right. for them. And they're probably thinking, well, this is actually a lot easier. They're probably yeah. scared and fearful of using that bit of technology as patients. But then because they yes. had to use it they realize the actual ease of it and how usable it actually yeah. is. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's also kind of playing to that point too. Like a lot of these, like even like Zoom, right? Yeah. There's a lot more stuff that's come out for them even to look at, like, how do I make this super secure? Because I think that a lot, one thing that I've learned as well is this, like people want to make sure things are secure, mm-hmm. especially with what, what I deal with in my, within my business is a lot of individuals that are wanting to make sure, hey, is everything encrypted? Is that, you know, there was kind of some misconceptions, in my opinion, on some doctors that some doctors were really concerned, some were not. And I'll be completely honest. And I would have to encourage them, no, this is what you want to do because, <laughs> you know, there are still hackers out here. Mm-hmm. It's just the truth. And it's the truth of the matter. So educating them on that has also been something very important. But like I said, it was something that I've I, just going back to something that I've learned is like, you just have to meet people where they're at. Like I can obviously believe in this all day long, but if the practice is not willing to, or if they're not open to it, I'm not, again, the type to like force it down anybody's throat. That's not willing to learn. You have to meet people where they're at. And I just apply that to my, my business. And honestly, just day-to-day life is like, they may not be okay, you know, open at that particular time, but they'll maybe revisit me later on once they realize, oh, this happened or, Hey, you know what? my patients are now asking me. Yeah, it's true. And and (laughs) then they start asking, oh man, now I have all these patients that want this or reminders for their appointments. It's simple things, you know? I think um, in my head is like, I always tell people that I meet with is how do you want, how how would you want to do business? Would you do business to yourself Mm -hmm. the way that you're currently running your business? Would you do business with yourself? Or would you be like, "Eh, no, I want to go to the other provider. Because at the end of the day, if you're not making it easy for people to do business with you, you're truly doing yourself a disservice and you're not going to scale. Yeah, very true. Very true. You're not. You mentioned about um, 
how you've you've taken a lot of all these um, uh, points that you've learned and you've adapted it into your personal life as well. So yes, um, how would you what, what have you learned from that which you're sort of taken on board and has changed your sort of overall personal life? You know, I I would say definitely um, I was pr- definitely a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always been kind of a perfectionist, mm-hmm. but I think that with anything, especially with growing my business, is like. I can want all these things, but it's all also going to come in its own due time. Yeah. You know, we always want to start a business and most people that are our entrepreneur spirit, you know, you want it to like take off right away. Guess yeah. what? It may or it may not, you know? So thinking of it more long-term and in that sense and not beating myself up for it as well, because again, um, there's certain factors that you can't control. One of those was obviously the pandemic. Yeah. Things did change for some marketing practices or um, physicians that were unable to because of their close down or businesses that, you know, I had some of them were honest with me. They had to close their doors, wow. you know, hmm. it's just, it's just the truth of the matter. You know, here in, um, I live in the greater Los Angeles area. So there was a lot of shutdowns, you know? Yeah. And so some of those clients that I did have, you know, they loved what they had with me, but the reality is they didn't have people coming in foot traffic anymore. So something that my takeaway is like, there's also those uncontrollable factors and that's just life. That's life. And that's business. Absolutely. So then if there was one message that you would, you could send out to anybody that's wanting to start a business or thinking about it, especially we've got so much of that going on at the moment, what sort of message would you send out? um, What would you send out to them? You know, I would say definitely be aware of what your strengths are. I think a lot of people may feed into the theory of entrepreneurship is for them. I'm not saying that it's not, but I am also saying like, you need to be relentless. Like if you're not, if you're expecting for something to turn over for you, it's like a garden. You're not, you're not going to put a seed and expect something to pop up tomorrow that you're going to have a carrot to pull out. And I look at it in that type of a sense as, as, as an idea for people to think of, because at the end of the day, it takes time. It takes watering. It takes you you know, nurturing it, sunlight, it, there's a lot of different quote, elements, literally, that yeah. contribute to to making a vegetable or a fruit, right? So I would say, be mindful of what your strengths are, because play to those strengths. And if you cannot, you know, do, let's say you're not good at sales, or you're talking with people, but you have that back end side of it, where you can manage and you're good about financing, that's fine. But if you can hire somebody that can be fitting in that role, that will be able to truly move your business forward, hire where you need to, you know, mm-hmm. be, be mindful that you also don't need to have absolutely every shiny object out there to start your business. Be practical. Um, as they say, every, everything that's big started small. And I truly um, think of that every single day is even though my business isn't huge and global at this point, that everything that's good does start small. I would encourage you to do the same if you're thinking about entrepreneurship. But again, um, I think a lot of people personally get distracted with all these shiny objects that they have to have, you know, the best computer or the best this or the best that. And really, you know, get what you need, whether that's licensing, whether that's paying for contracts, um, whether that's, you know, um, software to make the contract process easier for you, you know, for people to digitally sign or to schedule appointments with you. These are things you should have, and that should be a priority to you, a website, you know, 
you need to have that credibility. But if you're just starting out, be mindful of that. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's just like a garden. And I just think of it in that type of way, like build upon that. And so that's what I would say. Yeah, that's that's such a, that's so powerful coming through. So um, that's just to remind everyone that's about mindfulness. Forget, mm-hmm. don't worry about the shiny objects. And it is about growth. Yeah. It's about growth and perseverance. Yeah. So it's like as you talked about growth and using the garden analogy, growth is is it's an easy word, but then there's a lot of elements to the growth. Um, yeah. So be mindful of all of those sort of things. But they will again, again persevere sure. because if you really want something, you are going to go and get it. Um, like I always yeah. say, version one is better than version none. So you right. really right. need to sort of take that take that on board as well, and it's all over the place. Right. As well. So, and I would say, and I would say also, Chad, just to add on to it, like mm-hmm. for me, I had to adjust my strategy and be yeah. okay with that adjustment. You know, twenty twenty happened. I had a different uh, approach. I was visiting physicians. I was vis- visiting physicians just like I did in my corporate job, going out in the field. Um, and meeting with doctors, people that I knew, et cetera. But guess what? Again, COVID happened, right? So I had to adjust my model of how do I get leads? How do I get conversations happening with physicians and practices? Because now I can't physically go see them. And quite honestly, that was my comfort zone. So sometimes as an entrepreneur, you're going to be pushed all the way into another corner. That's not your comfort zone. So be okay with that. Make the adjustments to try to move forward. And always be open to being better because that's also what it's about, you know, be better, continue to look at different alternative ways for you to gather new clients and build upon what you do have. There you go. If that wasn't if that wasn't valuable golden nuggets to everybody and <laughs> was listening, you. right? Um, I don't know what is. Okay. Um, thank you for that, Gwendolyn. So tell us um, yes. where can people go and find out more about you um, and what you do and how can they get yeah. in contact with you? For sure. So you definitely can reach out to me. I'm on all social media platforms for both both of my businesses. Simply Social Health Media. If you need help, as it like it says relates to if you're a health and wellness brand. You can reach out to me on all social media platforms. I'm under Simply Social Health Media. You can also find me on my website. So simplysocialhealthmedia.com. Um, I'm on literally every platform also for Simply Dish. So if you're looking for just some healthy, affordable meals, or if you need help as it relates to that, my DMs are always open. I, I definitely um, am not doing this for the glitz and glory. I'm doing this to try to help other people, their families, their as an individual that is just passionate about cooking and helping other people, you know, again, think about what they're consuming. And like I always say, be proactive in your health versus reactive. You only have one health. So if I can help you with that, connect with me and you can find me at simplydish.com. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And most importantly, it's the affordability of side of things as well. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for that. So on that note, I want to say thank you for being part of this amazing episode. It's been really, really, (laughs) really great. And you know, I love speaking to you. Um, and I know we're going to be too, and speaking again anyway, <laughs> so we can talk forever. But um, thank yes. you for this, Gwendolyn. Really, really appreciate for it. For sure. I appreciate it as well. Likewise. Likewise, right. my new friend. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay, take care. Yes. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget, leave a comment or email me at getintouch at notyourordinarycoach.com. That's getintouch at notyourordinarycoach.com. And most importantly, download and subscribe to the show. See you all on the next episode of Not Your Ordinary Coach with Chet Hirani. And one other thing before I forget is one thing to remember, 
version one is better than version none.